Hello and welcome to Tastemaker Conversations, a food blogger podcast for foodie influencers and content creators, where we share tips and resources to help you grow your food blogging business. Today, we are interviewing Des and Katie from Oso Delicioso, who will be speaking on a panel at Tastemaker Conference 2018 on how to grow and manage a team. I'm Susie. And I'm Todd. Together, we run HeyGrillHey.com. It's an online food blog, and we've teamed up with Tastemaker Conference to host this podcast. Let's get started. Desiree and Katie are creators for Oso Delicioso, a foodie and lifestyle blog where they believe in real food for real life. Oso Delicioso has been featured in major magazine publications, the Food Network, and countless websites. They're recipe creators and photographers for large corporations like KitchenAids, Willing, Staub, Blendtec, and more. Des is the founder and is also a mom to four kids. Katie is a mother to three busy boys, and both Des and Katie reside in Southern California. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Um, We are super happy to have you on Tastemaker Conversations today to learn a little bit more about you, about your blog, about what you guys do together, and to kind of pump up some excitement for Tastemaker Conference. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. This is awesome. So to start out, Des, I know Susie knows who you guys are and knows a a little bit about you, but I have no idea who you are. So I want to get to know the two of you a little bit. So Des, let's start with you. Tell me a, bit, a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into the blogging world and how you started Oso Delicioso. Um, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think I started, well, I, you know, when blogging was big 10 years ago, I started blogging just in general because I never lived by family and I wanted grandmas and grandpas to be able to see my kids and see what they grew and then I also love to cook, so naturally I just kind of started a food blog, and it was mostly just like a recipe box. I didn't really do photography for it or anything. I just kind of would keep recipes from parties and friends and family there, and other people could go and look at it too. This is like, you're like OG food blogger, like pre-social media food blogging. It's been a long time. There's some really old recipes that I'll go and I'll redo and I'll be like 2010 or 2000, like really old <laughs> that have just been forgotten about and they're just way back there. So did that all kind of evolve into what you're doing now or did, was there like a, like a switch, you know? Yeah, there definitely was a switch. It was really casual and I would just kind of have friends contribute to it because, you know, you could have multiple users on the back end. And then when I moved to Fullerton, um, Katie and I became really good friends and she was also a part of another food box she can talk about but we kind of just joined forces and decided to make this work to make it to do something with it so what year was that um, oh gosh is that like 2012 or 2013 maybe does yeah I'm trying yeah and that <laughs> was, when my son was born yeah that was the start of Oso Delicioso yeah that was like when we really like push to do something to start an Instagram account and to make it more so it was going for a while before that but it was so casual that I wouldn't really call it <laughs> anything <laughs> that's awesome uh Katie tell me a little bit about what you were doing as a food blogging contributor before you started in Oso Delicioso 
So um, back when Des and I met, I had some friends when I lived in San Diego, California, who started another like really casual food blog, kind of more of like a recipe box amongst friends. And then when I moved to Fullerton, California, and got to know Des, she told me that she had something similar. And I, I even remember when she asked me to join. I don't know that I've ever like told her this, but I remember this. But um, she and I were on a walk, which we did often because we both had really young kids. And so we would walk our strollers around this park. And she asked me if I wanted to contribute to her blog. And I said yes. And I abandoned ship with the other one with my friends in San Diego. <laughs> And jumped on board. <laughs> so did you guys start uh, just as a hobby, as something that you guys like to do and share recipes together? Or did you have intent over the long term to kind of monetize and make this a source of income for your families? Um, yeah, I think we did, but it was so slow growing. We didn't make money for a long time. <laughs> but we wanted to. We wanted to grow it and to start getting sponsors. And really, I feel like those first few years, it really did help us with our family in other ways maybe not monetary but we would like we would get a new set of pans that we couldn't afford ourselves or we would get baby items for our babies like we could still use our numbers and achieve to get things for our families that would help us out so it was good and we did always kind of have that goal at that point we were like okay let's do something let's try to monetize it and help our families but it was it was slow that's awesome. And you guys, um, I've kind of followed along over, I think it's been almost two years that I followed you guys on Instagram and kind of followed along with your story. And you used to have more contributors and you guys have always kind of worked under a team element, but it's Katie and Des are the two main people behind Oso Delicioso right now, right? Right. Awesome. Yeah. We did. We had my sister and another girl. We all lived in Fullerton, California together and we kind of all did it together and worked as a team. But as we also got bigger and our families and then moving, everything changed. It was kind of hard to work in those dynamics. And so my sister will still guest contribute, but some of the other girls have left to be, you know, focused on their families and stuff. Yeah. Cool. So, so I've kind of watched Susie build what she's doing from scratch. And to be completely honest, she's done it alone. <laughs> At first I, I rolled my eyes at food bloggers, and but now I don't anymore. I complete respect and admiration. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I'm really curious about how you guys built this as a team, and what is it like to to work as a team? We'll start with you, Katie. Well, I think in the beginning, um, we all knew it was kind of a grassroots effort. We kind of all went into it knowing that. We weren't, pro we weren't going to make any money probably for a while, um, but just to, you know, do our best and be creative. And that's kind of how I had to think of it. I had to think this is something that's really fun for me and as a creative outlet and maybe down the road, it'll turn into something that makes money. But for right now, I'm just enjoying it. And I think that a lot of the other contributors at the time kind of had that same attitude. And so it's always been really fun and something that's we've enjoyed. Awesome. And I love that it's brought you guys kind of together as friends and kept you together as friends because you have both since moved, right? Yes, yeah. I've lived in, um, well, I lived in Nevada and then Washington and now I'm back in California. And 
what's funny is we all started in Fullerton and nobody lives there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So to kind of segue uh, into talking about this team mentality behind your website that you've built together, um, especially when you're in different areas, how do you guys divide up um, your responsibilities and I have some more questions about that, but let's just start with that one because I think that one could, <laughs> you could tell me a lot, um, especially Todd just quit his job. So now he full-time works on Hey Girl, Hey With Me. So we're, we're soaking up everything that you guys have to share with us, <laughs> just so you know. Um, but how do you guys divvy up the responsibilities on your website? Do you want to take that one, Des? Sure. It's, it's kind of, it's definitely been a learning process because it can become where there's too many cooks in the kitchen you know there's just (laughs) so many opinions and we all you know we all kind of think we know what we're doing and it it can be really tricky but one thing we really found is is doing what we're good at Katie is so talented at like writing emails and sponsorships she can do it really professional and she can she has gotten so many sponsorships whereas that's not a strong point of mine so really dividing out what's our strong point and letting that person go with it, I feel like has really helped. So nobody feels like they're being micromanaged, but I don't know. They just like Katie's done so well at what she's done and it's been kind of cool. Sweet. How do you guys stay organized? Do you have like, what, what tools do you use? Katie, you should take that one. (laughs) Katie does lots of the organizing. Oh, (laughs) I don't, I wouldn't say I'm the best at it, but, um, I think just um, personality-wise, I've always enjoyed organizing. And like Des mentioned earlier, we've kind of given tasks to ourselves or to the other person that we excel at. And so I think just personality-wise for me, I um, enjoy organizing things. And so a lot of um, those tasks have been given to me and I enjoy it. And so it works out. Do you guys use any specific like apps or Google drives or tools or anything that you guys use to communicate or do you operate mostly through texts and emails? What does that look like? What does like a week look like in organizing your editorial calendar? So yes, we, we use all of the, the Google apps. We use Google calendar, Google drive, um, and emails. We also text back and forth a lot. Um, but I would say that our shared Google Calendar really keeps us on track and yeah. just having a really open line of communication. Like we, we're constantly talking about what's coming up and what needs to be done and we just help keep each other on task. How do you guys keep each other pumped up? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think we're just <laughs> like... We're naturally like excited. Like it really is a creative outlet for us. So I get really excited for these projects. And when I have a recipe and I can envision the photography, it's just kind of like naturally excited for it. That's so cool. (laughs) I don't know. I love that. I have something to add there. I think that, you know, I think it's natural for people to get burnt out. And I think that both Des and I have felt that, but I think, yeah going back to like our scheduling, like sometimes if like we know that I'm going to have a busy week coming up or Des is going to have a busy week, then we'll schedule it. So I have more work that week and she can take less time doing OSO work. 
that week. And I think that kind of gives us some relief Mm -hmm. here and there. Um, As a team of two, how many hours do you guys feel like you're putting into the website each week? And do you feel like because there's two of you, you get to suffer that burnout less because you get to balance each other out? I know a lot of uh, entrepreneurs running food blogs solo, they really run that risk of just wearing out because there's kind of nobody to default to. Do you feel like having two people has really helped kind of extend the lifespan of your blog and help you guys sustain it long term? Definitely. (laughs) I definitely do. Do you, Katie? Oh yeah, I totally do. So do you I would be burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to burn out phase by the time I got Todd on board. It was a good thing he came on when he did. <laughs> I've been in it like a month now and I'm burned out. <laughs> <laughs> the rigors. Um, how much do you guys, sorry, I asked this one and then I followed it up with a second question. I'm still learning how to ask good questions in podcast interviews. Um, how do you guys manage like your time per week? I know you both are moms. Um, so what does work time look like for you? I'll bounce that one to Des first. Okay. Um, a lot of my work time I do like for shooting recipes, I incorporate it into my meal plan and stuff like that. So when I'm shopping, I'm shopping for recipes in my meal plan. And usually what I make during the day, like today I'm doing an instant pot recipe and it's also going to be our dinner. So, I mean, it will save me on dinner time later and, let's see, like computer work. I always, you know, just work it in when my youngest kid has quiet time or even sometimes he will need to like occupy himself more, have his own playtime or even an extra show that I usually let him watch. And then I'll make sure to make up for it like the next day with an extra, you know, get out of the house and stuff. Cause it can be tricky. We don't, I, we're not at the point where we have nannies or anything for our kids. So we have to be careful with making sure that we spend time with our kids and they're not just glued in front of the TV so that we're, we can get our work done. It's all about but, that balance, right? It's a constant yeah. struggle here. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. TV is a great babysitter. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so so um, we kind of talked about how you guys started your blog together and where you've come, but I want to highlight some of the things that you've done, just that I've noticed as an outsider – Um, Watching your page over the last couple of years and watching how you guys have grown, uh, you guys have had some really amazing sponsorships. And maybe that's due to Katie's ability to write and outreach to these amazing brands. But you guys have done some really great things just from what I've seen with KitchenAid and with Dole. And are those things... uh, Man, how am I going to ask this question? So are sponsorships a big part of your income? And what are some of the favorite ones that you've done so far? I guess Katie. Let's go to Katie for that one. I would say, yes, sponsorships are a big part of our income. um, Because I don't know if you've experienced this, Susie, but unlike maybe a fashion blogger or somebody like that, we don't have as many opportunities to earn income from affiliate links. Yeah. There is some, but it's not... Substantial. Yes. Yes. And so definitely, um, sponsored posts have been a big part of our income. Um, and it's been really fun. I mean, I remember when we started reaching out to brands and I remember the first brand that worked with us and I was so excited that they said, yes, 
because I was so scared to ask. I think before that, we were always just kind of waiting for opportunities to come to us. And we quickly learned that that's not really how it works. I mean, of course, there are some. But if there's a brand that you really love, you know, don't be afraid to shoot them an email. I mean, the worst they can say is no. And then you're at the same place that you were. So So how do you typically go about finding brands, not just to work with, but getting their contact information? I know a lot of people struggle to know even who to email at a company or what the best place to reach out to is. Um, For some brands, we've started as low as just emailing their um, general information email from their website. And we have gotten a lot of responses from that. And they'll forward the email to the appropriate people. Um, Other ways that we've met brands is we've gone to expos and conferences and been able to meet reps in person and get their contact information that way. And then sometimes it's just like a quick Google search, like who's the PR company for such and such a brand. And then we can shoot that PR company an email. Lately, even Instagram has been good. Like I'll DM somebody on Instagram and then they'll send us an email at who to contact. That didn't used to be so good. Like I used to do that, but I think more companies are on there and more aware of their DM. Yeah, I found that to be true in a lot of ways too. And I've had people ask me, why do you do Instagram It doesn't really drive traffic to your website. It doesn't really do much. But for me, the brand relationships have been really powerful through Instagram. So that's really good advice, guys. I like all of that. So I've noticed in the conversations that I've read online on Facebook groups that a lot of um, bloggers are kind of struggle to have the confidence to just reach out. So can you kind of speak to that as to how did you have to get over any um, fears or anything and reaching out, or is that just something that you were naturally good at? No, definitely there, there was some fear and some nervousness when we started reaching out. Um, actually not too long ago, maybe a year or a year and a half ago, I, um, Des and I met with a friend of mine who's, um, a fashion blogger. And she said, you know what, probably like one in 10 people that you reach out to is going to agree to collaborate with you. So just keep that in mind and don't get discouraged. And so that has really helped. Like when brands say no thanks or they don't respond, I just keep thinking, okay, one in 10, one in 10. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) That's that's great. That's great. Yeah. I love that a lot, man. You guys are full of little, just little nuggets of wisdom. (laughs) I'm going to write all of these down. Um, So I want to know what's next for you guys. What's next for Oso Delicioso and kind of what do you see moving forward in the future for your brand as um, well, we are working with a company on a cookbook. We're, we're really excited Yay! about. Yeah, we're excited for it. We had to like, it wasn't, it was an interesting process to like weed through different publishers. We did have some other offers, but eventually we sought out another company and they did give us a better offer. So Sweet. that was another learning experience, but that's what it is. And we're just, we're excited to be a part of the conference like this fall and I don't know. We're just, I don't, do you, what do you think, Katie? (laughs) Yeah, I think we just want to continue to grow and continue to develop recipes. And of course, we're excited to join the cookbook world too. I'm excited for you guys. So you guys mentioned uh, the Tastemaker Conference and I was, 
I was curious, Susie, I think knows the answer to this, but what, what, what has your involvement been with that in, in, uh, just helping it get going and what, what has your role been in that? And what are you most excited about? Well, I, I think that I'm excited because we've attended some food blogging conferences in the past and haven't been super impressed. So we're excited that this is going to be amazing and there's going to be such good um, presenters there. And I think there's going to be a lot of information that's going to be helpful. And I always love the attitude of like being open and sharing ideas because there's room for everybody to have success instead of like that concept that most bloggers are kind of secretive about how they've gotten (laughs) success. And so with Peacemaker, we've, you know, we've helped come up with some design concepts and helped with some sponsors and just helped get it off the ground. So we're excited. Are you guys excited to present? Yeah. I think we're on a panel. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, you guys are on a panel and you're actually talking about what it looks like to work as a team and some of your organizational tips. So we gave people some teasers um, kind of about what they'll be speaking on at the panel at Tastemaker Conference. But I know that they have, you guys have a lot more up your sleeve (laughs) for how you guys work together as a team. And I think your story is so incredibly intriguing in how you started as just bringing your small community together as you guys have built this business around food and your love of food. And you guys know, um, we've talked about this um, on our Tastemaker planning meeting calls, is community is such a huge part of not just food blogging, but our family lives and our experiences together. And so for you guys to use your love of food to bring you together and to build your relationships that have lasted over state lines and over years... Um, I'm really excited for you. I'm excited to listen to your panel about how you guys work together and how that's brought you together. And I think it will really benefit uh, tastemaker attendees too. So I'm, that's what I'm most excited about for hearing you guys. <laughs> Thank <speak> you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I just think that you guys are inspiring and I've loved following both of you. Uh, if you guys are following along, my favorite place to follow Oso Delicioso is on Instagram because truly their sense of um, aesthetic when it comes to food styling and photography and videography, everything is so light and bright and you guys have this energy, like you, you're just excited because it is your creative outlet and I know you touched on that, but you can feel that when you look at your recipes or you look at your images or you look at your videos, you can feel that love and that excitement for what you're doing and it shows through. So I'm absolutely thrilled to be going to Tastemaker with you guys and to get to know you guys a little bit better today. Us too. Us too. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Susie. <laughs> okay, well, that's, uh, that's going to do it for today unless you any either of you have any closing thoughts. Comment. I don't have any. Put you on the spot. <laughs> I don't know, sometimes, I know. sometimes you got something rolling in the brain, you know. Anyway, thank you guys so much for taking the time. This was awesome. It was. Yeah. It was so good. We thank have you. Love talking to you guys, and I, I know I can't wait to hear more from you guys at Tastemaker. The conference will be going on in Salt Lake City, September fourteenth and fifteenth. You can pick up your tickets at tastemakerconference.com, and. Man, we would just love to see all of you guys there. I know um, Katie and Des have a lot more to teach all of us about how they've built their their business together as a team. Um, 
And I know Todd and I personally are excited because yes. we're still working on that part. <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> but anyway, I'm excited to see you guys there. And hopefully we can see a lot of our listeners there too. So I hope you guys have a great day. Yes. You too. Okay. Hey. Thanks, Katie and okay. Des. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Todd. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. The production of this podcast was brought to you by ShinyHeadsProductions.com. The music that you heard at the beginning was also provided by Shiny Heads Productions. And you can find royalty-free music for your projects at their website, ShinyHeadsProductions.com, or check them out on Facebook and Instagram to see what they're up to. Thanks for listening.